Does God curse? Does he curse humanity? We'll find out on this episode of Adverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Towards the end of Deuteronomy, we see these covenant blessings and covenant cursings. Why are these great words and these scary words found at the end of this book. Thanks for joining us. This is Inverse. My name is Justin Kim and in the studio we have Israel, we have Callie, and we have Jonathan. Hey you guys. Hello. Good to see you. We are in the wilderness and I don't know if actually they were in the wilderness in this time but it's, it's, it's been a wilderness experience for us. Mm. We're kind of looking at all these different ins and outs of the book of Deuteronomy and towards the end in chapter 28 and chapter 27 there's, there's some kind of, it's kind of a weird conclusion here. So we're gonna, that's what we're going to in this episode in Christ and the Covenant Curses in episode 10. Um, Jonathan, can you pray for us before we sure. read scripture? Yeah, let's pray. God, we are just so thankful for the many blessings we've already had in studying the book of Deuteronomy and teaching us so much about your character and how you care about your people and care enough to warn them as well. And so, Lord, I, I pray that you will uh, bless us today as we are going to look at some of the maybe more difficult passages of this book and that you will teach us and guide us in the process. Thank you so much that you have promised your Holy, promised your Holy Spirit and we claim that promise today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I mean, Callie, we're going to go to chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. We also encourage you to go to inversebible.org and download the Bible study guide and you can look at the book of Deuteronomy or other topics and other books of the Bible and other episodes uh, that are not found on that website but found on hopetv.org slash inverse where you'll see the archives there where you might see younger versions of all of us. <laughs> uh, we've been on air for what, almost five years now, four or five years That's and we're weird. five years older and wiser and, and, and wrinklier. And and uh, but thanks to the miracles of, of let's read the Bible, shall we? <laughs> yes. uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2. Callie, if you could. Yes, verses 1 and 2. It says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Mm. Okay. So for those of you who have your Bibles out there, and this is where one, one time where the, the, the book version will help than having the digital version. But if you go to chapter uh, 27, and not reading it, but just kind of glancing and just kind of letting your eye lazily, you know, look over the verses, there is one word that's repeated over and over. That's the word cursed, 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 cursed. And in chapter 28, you see blessing, 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 and then back to curse, 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 curse. Why are these, these blessings and curses found here, Israel? First of all, in ancient Near East, the, all the covenants, which, you know, we're talking about the covenant between God and his people, mm -hmm. every covenant had 
curses that were associated to them. Mm. And so this was something that was to be expected even by the surrounding nations. Mm. As a matter of fact, if you look at the other covenants that are made by the Assyrians and other, other nations surrounding Israel, you see the curses are even more severe. Mm. So that's kind of something that was to be expected. And it's kind of like whenever we sign a contract with something, you know, you, you have the blessings and the curses, right? Mm. Like if you use this app, you're going to have all these different blessings, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? But there are also curses, like they want the cookies, you know, the they want your information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, this is kind yeah. of like the, the, what do they call the EULA, that you just kind of like, I've read all the agreement, yeah. and then you kind of scroll to the end, and you just click, but we don't read all that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, don't read all we that. We don't read the Does curses. Read on that? They're legit curses, too. Those curses are more severe as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's cur these curses have eternal ramifications. That yeah. has quite, you know, commercial ramifications. Yeah, but, yeah and, and, but later on, even there's, a, there's redemption in those, even the curses here. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, that is powerful about, about uh, the covenant that God makes with his people is the fact that he starts off with the blessings, right? Mm. These are the blessings that you will receive if you, if you follow God. And that's significant because it's almost as though God doesn't want to, does, he doesn't want the curses to fall upon us, right? He actually wishes upon us the blessings that mm -hmm. would come with obedience to him and, um, and, and the dedication of our hearts to him. So those are two things that stick out to me in terms of this uh, mm -hmm. passage. Well, I was going to say that you actually see cursings that are mentioned first and then blessings and then cursings. So I was uh, to, to maybe emphasize your point in a different way there. The Hebrew apex is the blessing, mm -hmm. not necessarily emphasis on the cursings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jonathan, you were going to say something? Um, yeah, you know, in a way, sometimes it's nice to rephrase things. And so, like, where you see curses, you know, I'm, t I'm just glancing over here. I look at here, uh, you know, verse six, uh, chapter 27, actually. Mm -hmm. You have all these cursed is and so on. Verse 16, cursed is the one who treats his father and mother and his mother with content. Uh, you know, so you could, you could phrase it as in, y you will see the results of your content for your parents if you do that, like it, it's going to be negative results for you. Mm -hmm. Not because God's like, oh, he did that. Well, now I'm going to send negative results. No, it's the natural outcome of if mm -hmm. you treat your parents badly, there will be consequences. Or you look mm -hmm. at the next one, uh, verse 17. Curse is the one who moves his neighbor's landmark. Well, you're going to, okay, and you're going to try to build on your neighbor's property. You see there will be issues. You, you, you're stepping over your boundary, literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, just the word curse, we might have, the, you know, all kinds of associations with that from pop mm -hmm. culture or wherever, mm -hmm. uh, or ancient literature and so on. And we might think, okay, this is just something God is sending this, this evil thing upon you. Uh, no, this is often uh, just a natural outcome of your decision to to step over the boundaries that are actually here to help you and to bless you. Mm -hmm. and so it's not just God being angry with you or God trying to, you know, get at your case. He is He's warning you because there will be natural consequences of your decisions that go over. Okay, his these consequences, Callie. Why? Why does God delineate each of these consequences uh, in such a way? Why? Why so? <laughs> so systemic? Yes, uh, systemically and specifically and detailed. Yeah. <laughs> like if I were to raise my son, like son, if you drink this, you will have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Is that the way that God deals with us? Well, I think I think something interesting is that they do parallel the blessings. Okay. So mm -hmm. He details the blessings too. It's not just like good things, and now I'm going to go into the bad things. Mm -hmm. It's these are the details of the good things, and then it's the a lot of the curses are the absence of the blessings, the absence of those exact good things. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you'll have lots of an abundance. You will be able to reap lots of crops, and another one actually you won't. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the curse is the opposite of that. You will mm -hmm. um, not have any crops, mm -hmm. and um, so things like that. They kind of go back and forth. And something else that I just think is interesting about the curses, and it's, 
you know, if, if God just wanted to punish and just to prove a point about punishment, he could just kill them. Mm-hmm. Like, and then if you don't obey, I will kill you and start over. Mm-hmm. Love God. <laughs> like, he could say that. But what's interesting is with the curses, although they are specific, although they are dark, although they are withholding of blessings because they're like, we don't want you, God. And God's like, all right, I respect that. There is still, because there is still life, there is still opportunity to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. There is still opportunity to turn back to God mm-hmm. versus death does not afford that opportunity anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just a few things I noticed there. Yeah, could it be that God also God, God is also making the argument uh, there, there there are all these negatives that will come about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So choose obedience and you won't get any of these negatives. It's kind yeah. of the uh, the other argument, not just positive, but also mm-hmm. not these many negatives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, see. Have you have you had any experiences in your lives where you made a decision according to that rationale? Let me that not what positives, but let me how to avoid all the negatives. Can you rephrase that question? Yeah, so (laughs) should I do A or B, and in your rationale, do you choose I can get more positives out of A or positives out of B? Not not that kind of way of thinking, but hmm, I'll choose B because it has less negatives than A. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think naturally we we always try to get the best deal, right? Okay, in life, yes. like I want the best deal. And today, earlier today, I bought some shoes online. I made sure I found the right coupon and all the cash back and all the things that can. When make did you find the time to buy shoes today? Oh, you know, I'm. I'm the episode he wasn't doing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing lunch break. But uh, anyways, so like we always try to get the best deal out of things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in our relationship with God. The, there are benefits, yes. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, that's the funny thing. Like you, a lot of people get into their in, into into Christianity because they feel like, oh, I can get all these benefits with God, but you don't actually get those benefits unless you have a heart relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be some, you know, obedience to certain principles do reap natural good benefits, but the, the spiritual implications, the spiritual impact on your character will not take place unless you're really ha- connected with your heart mm-hmm. and you're not in it for the benefits, you're in it for the benefit of knowing God, mm-hmm. not so much like, oh, I'm going to be wealthy and have all this land. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that's a, that's an important yeah. thing. But yeah, connecting we, this back to our theme that we mm-hmm. had earlier on the season. Yeah, yes. it's about heart, about relationship, and 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 having that real connection with God. Okay, Kelly. Oh well, just to answer your earlier question, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I have done that. Okay. Um, but I think for me, it was often again just kind of this bifurcation. Mm, My name love is it. Justin Kim. Um, and of I was just focusing on the negatives versus I wasn't like I wasn't keeping both in view. Okay. Meaning I was just avoiding the negatives without thinking about any of the positives. I think about many ways that I obeyed my parents when I was younger. I hate, to this day, I hate being in trouble. I hate people having a negative opinion of me. Mm-hmm. And so I would obey, not out of love, not out of like, oh yeah, you know, my dad does know what's best. I was just mm. like, I just don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to get that look or I don't want to be sent to my room. Um, but it wasn't out of love or, again, it wasn't out of understanding. Mm-hmm. I didn't genuinely think my parents knew better than me. I just was under the them, so I had to do mm-hmm. what they said. Avoiding the radar, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Israel? I think too many times we take our relationship with God in, in a transactional way, yeah. and that actually is what ultimately causes us to end up bringing curses upon ourselves. Mm. We treat God like Santa Claus, right? Mm. And and we say, God, 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 look, we've been good, therefore you owe us. Mm-hmm. And so the thing about it is that the blessings that God provides for us are not always uh, 
just in success and in prosperity. Okay. In other words, God, the intent with these blessings and cursings is not for us to seek prosperity in our lives, but actually to, to make us appreciate and love God more for who he is, mm -hmm. right? That's the whole point of this. God has been so good to me, and out of the abundance of his goodness, I will serve him, come what may, mm -hmm. right? Even if challenges come, even if difficulties come. I mean, look at, look at the picture of Jesus Christ himself hanging on the cross for our sins. Mm -hmm. That was a curse, right? Cursed is a man that hangs upon a tree. And so even in his cursings, Jesus himself blesses God. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the challenge is that when we, when we and, and what the Israelites did is, when we approach our relationship with God, we look at it too many times in a transactional situation, which ultimately when we start having bad times come our way, mm. we end up saying, you know what, I'd rather go in this direction. I'd Just rather to play the advocate, though, in this covenant that we're in, isn't that also a transaction there? Not to discount uh, what you're saying, but uh, isn't he the one that start, started that relationship with that, that framework? I think if you take if you take uh, chapter 28 outside of the whole context of the book of Deuteronomy, mm. we can mm. conclude that. Mm -hmm. But if we look at the fact that up to this point, he's talking about the celebration of what he's done for us. We talked about the the different feet. He's talked about how he's led us out of out of Egypt, how he's carried us on his back as a father through the journey up to mm -hmm. this point. Then you realize that it's actually not transactional. The transactional part of the relationship is a very small part of the relationship. Mm. It's like marriage, right? We make a transaction when we marry someone mm -hmm. right we, it's a legal compact is a it's a legal doc uh, a legal um uh you know covenant. Hold, hold, yeah. hold that thought think about what you're going to say we're going to take a break <laughs> and we come back we're looking at what israel had to say so stay with us has inverse been a blessing to you do you have questions comments or feedback you'd like to leave us find us on social media by searching inverse bible on facebook twitter instagram or youtube while there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Any of the passages in Deuteronomy, if you take them out of context, you get into a lot of trouble. We're finding that context is for kings, as they say. So Israel, we're looking at uh, the transactional component in, in Deuteronomy, not so much. We look at the entire context. Yeah, and so what I was trying to say in, before the break was that this transactional component with our, relation, with our relationship with Christ is a small component within the context of the entire book. Mm -hmm. Just like in a relation, just like in a marriage relationship. Just like any human relationship. Yeah, yep. you know, when we marry someone, there's, we have the wedding vows, right? Of what we're gonna do, what we're not gonna do. But that's, that represents a small portion of the actual marriage mm -hmm. in itself, right? There's beyond that transaction, love transcends just those wedding vows mm -hmm. of, you know. That's so just that's the paperwork. Yes. There is the relationship right. on top of that. And so within the context of Deuteronomy, God has demonstrated in, in, in many, many ways that his relationship with us is just beyond the contract, beyond the transaction. Mm -hmm. But ultimately there is an official covenant that God establishes with his people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good, very good, amen, amen. Uh, the idea of a transaction, you know, kind of been zooming out further, a lot of distortions, especially in these kinds of realms, comes from a hyperfixation. Okay. So having the our relationship with God become transactional is a hyperfixation on just the interaction between us and God. Like, yes, there is some giving and taking, but if you just hyperfixate on that, you're like, that is my relationship with God. Then you're like, mm. okay, well, now I have a distortion. In the same way, we're like, well, God is a God 
God of justice and he is a God that has standards. If you hyper fixate on that to the exclusion of other things, mm-hmm. that's the God you see. Same with grace, same with, it's just a hyper fixation on something that requires a full context. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. we need to not fixate and just dwell on the balance of, of both yeah, of those. The whole picture. Whole. Or sometimes more than two or just mm-hmm. multiple. Oh, okay. the, whole. the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole. Thank you, Kelly, that was good. Yeah. Now there's some people who would take this, uh, these passages also and say, hey, this is awesome. Like God is a God of blessings. Let's cash in, ching, ching, ching. Uh, <laughs> what, how, how, how do we address prosperity gospel mm. uh, proponents, Jonathan, who actually quote chapter 28 and say, look, let's cash in in each one of these and, and take God at his word, as mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. Prosperity gospel, you know, teaches that, you know, that the point of being with God is that you prosper and have all these things. Uh, the focus is a lot on, on materialism, mm. yeah? Mm-hmm. And uh, there is an element of your relationship with God where God will prosper you, first and foremost, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And if your circumstances, uh, you know, provide it, you will be able, because of your spiritual transformation, you know, in another passage we read, I think in a different uh, episode, it talked about the, he gives us the ability to create wealth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because your life is stable, he gives you intelligent wisdom, all these things. So there is a natural outcome of walking with God is that, you know, your life stabilizes and you are able to make good decisions. And that can result in in wealth. Mm. But that's not the point of your relationship with God. And it is not always a guarantee because circumstances change. There's wars, there's there's crisis, there's, you know, sickness, all kinds of things that can happen in this great controversy we're living in. Mm -hmm. So the focus should never be on, you know, you're going to get wealthier and wealthier and better and better. And the focus is on of covenant faithfulness. So, um, you know, we see here these these blessings, yes, uh, but these blessings are, you know, they are they were addressed to the people of Israel in their context, uh, and they were promises, and they are they do apply to us in a certain way as well. Mm-hmm. But we do have to realize that um, because of this great controversy we're living in, there will be times where these blessings are taking place in our hearts only and not in our circumstances because mm-hmm. of the attacks of the devil and the things that take place. Mm-hmm. But God is actually using those things to bring out a greater glory and a greater thing you know, that points to Him. So uh, I think that it's important that we don't uh, get disappointed if we don't, you know, become millionaires just because we're Christians. Yeah. Uh, because that's not the point. The point is that you become, you know, that covenant faithfulness is taking place in your heart. And not only millionaires. There's mm-hmm. some people who just, like, I just need to make a living, or get right. through the day. Maybe God can help me get through the day. So are you saying that God doesn't even bless in those, not in the millionaire prosperity, uh, and, and I'm, I'm being tongue-in-cheek, sure. but, but it is a reality. In America, we are seeking prosperity. In North America, in the, in the Western world, we're, walking, we're, we're wanting to become millionaires. But there are many parts in the world we don't even want to become millionaires. We yeah. just need food for we today. Can God yes. help us survive? Mm-hmm. So is that to say that God doesn't help us then no. either? God has promised. I mean, I think of Matthew chapter 6. Jesus says, you know, he, God will take care of your needs. Okay. But if there is a reality where God allows at times for certain individuals, you think of Job and others in the Bible, to for them to live a very, very, you know, difficult life. Mm. But he allows it because he knows in their faithfulness in the process, uh, you know, they're going to learn something about God in the process and we can be inspired by their faithfulness mm. as well. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that everyone is always going to be happy and everything's always perfect, mm. but God is very, 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 very wise and, mm. and he does yeah. He does pick uh, people to illustrate uh, that 
faithfulness is not dependent on your prosperity. Just wanted to balance that and then yes. counterbalance. Okay, Israel and then in Calgary. Yeah, suffering is one of the greatest, and we, we have to remember, suffering is one of the greatest privileges that the Christian has. Yes. Mm. Like Jesus' life was full of suffering. Mm -hmm. And so the more a person suffered, suffers, the more a person experiences in a very real way what God himself experienced. Mm -hmm. I think the concept of prosperity, the gospel of prosperity, is founded upon the principle that that individual cannot know God. Mm. Prosperity gospel is the opposite of God right okay. I mean think about who God is and what he has done you know the Bible says that he emptied himself like he had the riches and he emptied himself of all of those riches condescended to become humanity right this is like the opposite of prosperity mm. right and that he became obedient unto death even the death of the cross etc 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 so like like God does the revert he empties himself of everything that yes. makes him god in order to save humanity he's the ultimate picture of selflessness mm. and so and prosperity gospel preaches but the direct opposite right, the direct opposite mm. of that god and blesses so, you according to your, yeah. your righteousness and even in the even in the story of the wealthiest people in scripture right people like uh you know zacchaeus and all these individuals like they were willing to give up everything that they had to know christ for who he was mm. and so the purpose of the blessings that god gives which in some cases are prosperous blessings are so that we might be able to then use those blessings mm -hmm. and then and then reflect Christ in giving those blessings right mm -hmm. and so oftentimes he refers to his people as a hill rain falls upon that hill the hill rec receives that that rain and then feeds the rivers feeds the valleys with those blessings a blessing of water and so the purpose of the gospel has never been to make us rich to mm -hmm. make us props prosperous and and in that way become like God that's exactly what was taught in the Old Testament times right that if you were prosperous you were then right. godly that's the opposite of the Christian gospel mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, quite quite a rebuking stab but it's clear <laughs> it's very clear mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Kelly yeah I think uh, we talked to before about kind of trusting God in the mountains and the valleys right, yes. of our lives and I think there are challenges in both of you know, in, in the times where we feel that maybe we feel like we've been cursed mm. um, or we feel like we are receiving all the prosperity <laughs> that we, we see um, even erroneously. Um, but it's, it's difficult to trust God in both. And I actually just want to talk about the, the other side of it is when we start to question God and lose sight of him in the suffering, because just like we can hyperfix it on something, you know, suffering comes from a lot of sources. And sometimes we can just say it comes from one, like it comes from God being like, this is going to happen to you, or it comes, or it only comes from you sinning. So you're only going to suffer if you sin, which is where we get like the disciples' questions, like who sinned, this him or his right. parents. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get, oh, it's only other people, or we get it's only passive and completely impersonal. But it's it's all those things, right? We're in a very multifaceted world um, with the great controversy, with our choices, other people's choices, sinful world, all that stuff. And so sometimes we almost try to overly be accurate on the pinpointing every single source. Mm -hmm. And I love to know where things come from too. But even just taking the book of Job we talked about, like the book of Job is filled with questions. Mm -hmm. Like what in the world? Mm -hmm. And we understand a lot more because we get to read the first two chapters, but I don't see any evidence that Job got to read those first two chapters, mm -hmm. at least yet. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I think is the important part here in as far as the suffering goes, well and prosperity, is when it, even when it is our fault, God does not 
cast us to the side. When it's somebody else's fault, God can still work in that. When it's a great controversy, when it's just a sinful world, when it's when we have no idea, God is still the God of redemption in all those confusing circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't pick and choose where God's like, oh, you suffered because it's your fault. Uh, well, I don't really help in those circumstances. But all of them, God is still present and he's still the God who redeems. Mm-hmm. I, I love uh, you bringing in, in this great controversy theme. Another word for the great controversy is this great cosmic meta-narrative. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just taking away the curtain and seeing how the angels and demons and there are other players behind the scenes in the yeah. spiritual walk. It's not all about you. And it's not all about, it's just not <laughs> me and God. There's all these yeah. other entities out there. And there, there's, a, there's a web and mm-hmm. uh, ebb and flow mm-hmm. and, and an ecosystem in this that, 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 that clearly is found in Job 1 and 2. Yeah. And I, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, I think these curses and blessings are wonderful because they ultimately point to Jesus, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do they point to Jesus? And let's, let's end on, on that. Jonathan. Well, I mean, obviously everything good comes from God. Yes. Uh, but as we can see that even curses, you know, are like warnings. You know, here they are warnings to the people. God, if you care somebody, then you will warn them. If I'm driving towards a cliff and, and I, or I see somebody driving towards a cliff, I want to try to warn them if I care about their lives. If I don't care about them, well, drive off the cliff. There you go. <laughs> but God is warning them and he says, I care about you. I, don't, I want you to be, I want you to live a life of prosperity. So in order to bless others, in order to point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus did exactly that, mm-hmm. right? He, in fact, he, we're all driving towards this cliff as humans, but he took that that curse of, of falling off a cliff, if I can use this illustration, Keep yeah. for <laughs> us so that we don't have to consequences go. The consequences of our mistakes. Of our mistakes. Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, so I see that here uh, very much in here and then of course in later on, you know, in, in the Old Testament, Isaiah 53, Jesus. Yes, yeah. Isaiah 53, us. there's a mysterious individual who takes on the mistakes of humanity. Yeah. And who is this individual? Who is this yeah. pointing to? Jesus. Uh, in the New Testament, is very clear. <laughs> yeah. And, Israel. In, and in the whole of scripture, you see this one clear picture that emerges, and that is that the curses with Christ will be better than blessings with that. That's right. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can flush that out for us. <laughs> yeah, that even in the story of Job, in the story of oh. the widow, you know, th- th- when, when they experience their lowest moments, those lowest moments with Christ would be greater than the greatest riches, the greatest blessings that the world has to offer without Him. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I'm conflicted here. Should I present to you an appeal where God can take away all your curses? Or, as Israel said, having curses with Jesus is better than the blessings of, of, of humanity, of earth. Maybe both. Maybe both. We want you, we, our prayers all for all of us and also for all of you to enter into this covenant relationship with Jesus where one, God takes away all of the curses of all of our mistakes. He takes away all the penalties of sin and, and, and justifies and sanctifies and glorifies us. But at the same time, He does give us a sanctifying experience that sometimes in His foreknowledge and in His forbearance, He allows us to experience some suffering for our character development. That takes prayer, that takes faith, and hopefully that's our prayer and your prayer together Thanks for joining us here on Inverse as we continue the study on the book of Deuteronomy. Go to inversebible.org for our uh, online Bible study guides. We'll see you next week here on Inverse.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Kelly Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.